Polygon is like AWS of Web3, and this is all enabled because we're building everything from ZK up. Um, ZK allows us to do this. We have really good ZK talent internally, and we have been productizing that ZK solution, the ZK teams, and now we're launching ZK products to allow that to occur. And it's only possible for ZK. People think ZK is just scaling and ZK is just security. The secret is ZK is also interoperability. Um, those are the three things that ZK allows. And because it allows for interoperability, Solana, for instance, doing really well because it's considered as one shared state and you can compose relatively well. The hard part is it may be very difficult for it to really scale tremendously, like really, really scale vertically in the future. But with the ZK solution, you technically can scale horizontally. You can have multiple different chains. They can interop with each other relatively well, and they can interop with the or interoperate with each other relatively well because you have ZK as a foundation. ZK as a foundation is a must for that to occur. Welcome to Steady Lads. In this episode, we dive into everything Polygon. Polygon is actually one of the most exciting ecosystems today. Who knew? Uh, you wouldn't know this looking at, you know, around in the space uh, because no one's really talking about it. And I think most people are completely unaware of what they've built and just how absolutely insane it is. Imagine for a second being able to move between blockchains in seconds and as if there was, they were the exact same chain sharing the exact same liquidity. You'd have no more fragmentation, no more bridging. Moving between blockchains would be as seamless and as easy as moving between websites. This is the vision of Polygon, an entire universe of various specialized chains, all interoperable and seamless to move between. And this isn't just like some theoretical thing. This isn't just something like, oh, Polygon, you know, this is where we want to go. No, they've, they've solved this already. And they are in the process right now of launching what they call Polygon 2.0. And this, this new vision involves a new token called Pole. And that token, Pole, will replace Matic one for one. So every Matic token that exists today will be replaced by the Pole token. So if you hold Matic uh, in the future, you'll be able to exchange that one for one for Pole. The Matic token was used for a single chain. It's used for the Polygon uh, POS chain. The Pole token will be used across a universe of various chains. So it becomes infinitely more useful. There are already tons of these chains being built by you know, various games in the crypto gaming space. Uh, Polygon, between Polygon and Immutable, they control like 80% of the crypto gaming market share. Exchanges like OKX are building their own chains and OKX has over 50 million users. And there's just various teams across the space building all kinds of chains. There's uh, move chains, there's chains using Solana's SVM. There's all kinds of stuff being built. In this episode, we dive into all of these things and more, and I hope that I can communicate in this episode just how insanely game-changing what Polygon is building is. All right, well, just to start us out, can you briefly explain who you are? Yeah, of course. And first of all, Jesse, thanks so much for having me. I, I really appreciate it. So uh, my name is uh, Benito Papacito on, on Twitter. To give you some background of who I am in general, I'm a, I'm a core contributor at Polygon Labs. Polygon Labs is a corporation that provides services to the Polygon Foundation. And I spend a lot of my time just focusing in different areas to build up the Polygon ecosystem more. And the area that I spent a lot of my time on, like the past few months, was this thing called Polygon CDK, which I think we're going to go talk a little bit more on. And then now, um, in the couple next months, I'll be focusing on this thing called the Interop layer much more. And what I'm trying to do and spend a lot of my attention on is just build out this next phase of Polygon, which I think we'll talk about a little bit later. Put really simply, what is the difference between Polygon 2.0 and what Polygon used to be? Ah, really good question, right? Like what was Polygon in the past and what is Polygon now and what will it be in the future? Um, which is excellent. Um, so to give you some insight, what Polygon has always been, it is it's always been a scaling solution for Ethereum. That's its primary mission and its primary focus. Now, our implementation of that vision has changed over time. So previously, what it was known as was simply this thing called Polygon POS. It was a chain um, that was using a different type of stack or solution. And um, it, was, it was just like a single chain. It was an ecosystem that was just built around a single chain. Um, that single chain got a lot of attention uh, back in the last cycle of like 2020 when Ethereum couldn't scale Uniswap still cost $100 to swap, which it kind of still does a little bit now. <laughs> um, and the only scaling solution that existed in the market that was ready was like Polygon. Um, and Polygon was there. 
A lot of people were able to bridge to it. And then we were able to build a really vibrant ecosystem, especially since Aave joined, Uniswap joined, um, um, and other really cool DeFi protocols and gaming protocols. What that happened, though, is that as we were scaling Ethereum, we realized this may not be the best technology um, because it was the first adaptation of it. And when we looked deeper in, we're like, wow, the best way to just scale any given compute system within Web3 is a very decentralized like validator set, which Ethereum really has, that has good liquidity. Alongside that, building something that has this thing called ZK proofs and ZK solutions. So what Polygon did, let's say in 2021, is we went to all the best ZK teams. And we said, oh, you? You there? You there? You there? You there? Well, Polygon's already a scaling solution. That's our mission. Come and join us. So we brought on like these really big chads. Like we brought on like the best scaling ZK teams directly into Polygon. And over from 2020, end of 2021 till the end of 2023, we can, we've been building and uh, merging all these ZK teams together. And now we're shipping out products. And those products was established with the Polygon 2.0 paper, which is our transition from a single chain model that wasn't ZK based to a multi-chain ecosystem on Ethereum that is completely ZK based. And what the Polygon ecosystem now is still a scaling solution, but now it is a solution with a bunch of different ZK chains that aggregate proofs or that come together and submits proofs directly to Ethereum. So it scales Ethereum as multiple chains. So what was it before and what is it now? Well, before it was just a single up, single chain to scale. Now we think we have like the end game, the end game of scaling solutions in the form of ZK. And it's a multi-chain ecosystem. Think of multiple chains, kind of like the Cosmos ecosystem, all scaling Ethereum and all scaling um, applications together. I think that's the best way to look at it. Okay. And so for me, the most like exciting concept with Polygon 2.0 is unified liquidity. Maybe can you explain a little bit more about what that is and how that works? Yeah, I'll, I'll break it down in like three different levels. I'll say like, the first level that's like super exciting and the second one that's a little bit more advanced. Okay. The third one that's a little bit more advanced. So, so we can just break it down from under different forms of understanding. Um, Polygon's end game is to build the best ZK solution on top of Ethereum, right? Like, and it's to scale Ethereum. And we've chosen to take a ZK approach. Polygon should be associated with ZK. Polygon is ZK. It's the only really production-ready, mature, modular ZK solution that exists in the market. Yep. And what we had done in order to scale Ethereum when it comes to rollups is we launched this thing called Polygon Chain Development Kit. The equivalent of that is like that of OP Stack and a few others. Now, the reason why we call it a Polygon Chain Development Kit or a Chain Development Kit is that there's multiple different stacks within that kit. So for instance, there's this thing called Polygon ZKVM, which is a very specific stack with their own prover. There soon will be this thing called a Maiden chain, which is its own stack. There will soon be a move rollup that will exist in the Polygon ecosystem. There'll be a SVM rollup that will exist in the Polygon ecosystem. And each of these are different stacks that you can build from a singular kit. Um, so we built this kit solution so you can launch these different rollups with different flavors. Now, that's really cool because you as a developer have optionality to launch any kind of flavor of rollup based off the way we've built out Polygon CDK. But once you've launched these rollups, it's really important that these rollups can communicate with one another. And not just communicate with one another, they can share liquidity with one another that it's not fractured. And that's where the interop layer comes in. The idea of the interop layer is that you can now have these rollups, think of like three different rollups, and they can connect to the shared bridge implementation so they can easily share liquidity among one another and they can easily compose between one another. An example being is that let's say you're chain A or chain B, you can like borrow money on chain A, send it to do an ARB on chain B and send it back to fulfill your order on chain A because you've connected to that interop layer. And you can all do it without needing to switch between A USDC and B USDC. It's all just USDC. It's the same instantiation of USDC. So it means you as a user, imagine you're a developer building an application, you can build an application for an end user and they can interact with your chain. They can also interact with a different chain and it doesn't feel like a different chain for the user because all the assets are composable with one another and they're able to share liquidity with one another relatively fast and relatively seamlessly. And that's what the interop layer allows. So while Polygon CDK allows you to scale your application to 
some 50 to 100,000 TPS if you'd like, if you make the certain modifications to that given uh, rollup. Interop layer allows you to share liquidity across other given rollups. And that allows you to create this unified liquidity experience, which then for your end user um, allows them to be able to experience different, different experiences within the Polygon ecosystem. So CDK allows you to scale. Inrop allows you to share unified liquidity with other chains. So, okay, you, you mentioned like, uh, say I was on Polygon ZK EVM and I wanted to use an, an app on something like OKX's new chain, right? O OKX is launching a Polygon chain. Um, you said, I think it's called X1. Uh, if I wanted to use an app on OKX's chain from in my in my you know money's on Polygon zk EVM, how long is it going to take for me to actually use that? Like, do I have to bridge funds over? If I do, how long does that like take for those funds to bridge over? Can you give me like give me like a, a example transaction and exactly how that would happen? Yeah, so I think one of the biggest hits that people misunderstand is the amount of time it takes to compose between two different chains that are connected via ZK solution. So a lot of people think like, oh, if I was sending money from chain A to chain B, it'll be like, I'll send A USDC to chain B and it'll become B USDC and it'll take like minutes. Yeah, usually like 15 that minutes, occurs. 30 minutes. <laughs> it's a long time. Exactly, exactly. And in an optimistic solution, it'll actually take seven days. So you're just like, okay, 30 minutes is like the good case Seven days is like the practical case. Oh, this is not great. Um, the good thing about a ZK solution is that at its end state, when you have multiple rollups and the interop layer is ready, you'll be able to share liquidity from chain A to chain B, and it'll take like 15 to 30 seconds. And the reason why it will take like seconds to be able to do that once it hits its end state is that when a chain is submitting something to Ethereum to show that its state is valid. With a validity proof or a ZK proof, when a proof is generated, it says, okay, the state is good, no need for another check. When you look at some of these optimistic solution, when a proof is generated, it still requires a whole nother process to be able to check if the proof is correct or not. And if you don't have any proof system, if you want to share liquidity from one side to another side, those ecosystems are siloed. So they have no idea, like, what is what's happening there? So they need to take time to see like, okay, are they sending something there? Okay, I need to lock it into a smart contract. I need to mint it. I need to make sure there's no hack that occurs. But the beautiful part about ZK solutions, it allows for interoperability and it allows for seamless interoperability. It allows for seamless oper operability across two different chains that are like independent of one another. And the reason that's the case is that every time sometime a chain submits a ZK proof, it shows a proper, trustworthy, mathematical representation of their state. So what that allows then is that me as chain A as a ZK solution and me as chain B as a ZK solution, I can share liquidity over to one another and chain B just needs to look at chain A and say like, ah, you have a ZK proof. I can trust that that is true. I only need 10 to 15 to 30 seconds to check if it's true or not, and I'll take your liquidity as a result. So because our system is built with ZK proofs, from foundation up, it allows us to interrupt and compose not in days, not in hours, not even in minutes when we're ready and when it's fully set in like in like seconds. Um, and this is 15 to 30 seconds to compose. And as ZK becomes even better, it'll become less. Okay. But so like, say I'm wanting to do this, right? Like I want to go buy a token on OKX's chain. Do I have to like Go to Polygon, you know, my on ZK EVM, do I go to a bridge and then bridge it over? It takes 15 seconds and then I go use that app? Or how does that practically you work for from a user experience uh, viewpoint? Yeah, at the I'll tell you what it is now as we build out the interrupt layer versus what it will be at the end state, right? Okay. At the end state, once the interrupt is ready and chains have connected to it, a user, if they want to, let's say, borrow money from X1 and bring it over to Polygon ZK EVM, it should feel seamless. It should feel like one network. It should, when you connect to X1 and you want to take liquidity from X1 and bring it over to ZKVM, all you need to say is like, I'm sending money from one smart contract to another smart contract or one wallet to another wallet. That's the experience that it'll feel like. So basically it'd be like, I go on uh, X1, I go to the swap, my wallet's connected and I'm like, boom, swap. And then it's like, maybe it takes an extra 15 seconds for that swap to happen. But like, I'm not having to like directly bridge over those funds on a on like a bridge. Is that 
correct? correct. Or... Yeah. So if you want, correct. If you're on X1 and you want to borrow money from an X1 lending pool and swap it on ZKVM, it'll feel like it's 15 seconds to finalize that transaction. But in reality, it will like you'll have the option. Someone could like a developer could build the op the the option of like okay, borrow money, swap it on ZKVM. You press a button, and it'll feel like it's 15 to 30 seconds at its end state. Um, that's the intention. That's the goal um, to be able to hit that point. Um, and the, and you you as a personal user do not need to bridge from one chain to another chain for that to occur. Um, and the reason why is that it's all built on the zk proof and zk solution. That's the end state when the interop layer is ready. Um, we're building the interop layer in different phases, and to get to that end state will take maybe a year of time to get to that end state properly with all the chains attached to it. But for now, if somebody wants to bring liquidity over from X1 to ZKVM, they will still need to bridge from X1 to ZKVM. But when we have the interop layer done at its end state, developers can build these one-click options, and users won't even realize that they're they're interacting with two different chains. Uh, they're just interacting with this button that does the experience underneath without the user realizing it. That's crazy because that's like everything that crypto is going toward right now is trying to figure out that, is trying to get to that state because it's so um, it's so frustrating to have to bridge between chains. And but, but we constantly are because we're constantly, you know, uh, <clears throat> we have scaling problems. We have, you know, we, we, we need specialized maybe chains for certain things. But what you're saying is Polygon, with uh with what you're building you'll have two different chains and moving between them is as if they're the same chain it's it's like basically loading a different website like there is there's no like having to go bridge over these funds pay like a ten dollar fee to bridge it over and wait in 30 minutes it's like boom i just want to use this app so i use it and so the the, the de developers of these apps can build it in the background so it's like the user doesn't even know the, the funds were bridged they're, they have no idea that they maybe even switched chains that is crazy to me polygon is like aws of web3 and this is all enabled because we're building everything from ZK up. Um, ZK allows us to do this. We have really good ZK talent internally, and we have been productizing that ZK solution, the ZK teams, and now we're launching ZK products to allow that to occur. And it's only possible for ZK. People think ZK is just scaling and ZK is just security. The secret is ZK is also interoperability. Um, those are the three things that ZK allows. And because it allows for interoperability, Solana, for instance, doing really well because it's considered as one shared state and you can compose relatively well. The hard part is it may be very difficult for it to really scale tremendously, like really, really scale vertically in the future. But with the ZK solution, you technically can scale horizontally. You can have multiple different chains. They can interop with each other relatively well, and they can interop with the, or interoperate with each other relatively well because you have ZK as a foundation. ZK as a foundation is a must for that to occur. So maybe a good comparison for people that don't understand this would be like kind of like, um, you know, imagine uh, Solana is like a single website, right? Like it's, a, it's one website, one piece of infrastructure that everything's hosted on. So you have all these apps, everything's on that one website. So when a lot of users go to that website, you know, right now it can handle it. But if too many users were to come, um, could it handle it? You know, like, would it be overwhelmed because that's a lot of people on the same website where what Polygon would be building toward is this idea of like thousands or millions of different websites that all are connected in sort of like an internet. Like, um, they all work together. You don't have, it's not like you, it takes 15 minutes to move between websites like it does today. It, it's just like, boom, you load up a new website, you're there. And so you could scale, um, you know, essentially infinitely because anytime you need, you know, more um, TPS or, or you need, you know, more throughput, you just go build another website and, you know, that can handle a ton more users. Is, would that be correct? Yeah. Or maybe not even build another website. But if you have an existing website, just spin up another server. You just spin up another server. The user doesn't even realize there's another server there, but I'm getting more compute than I need to manage. I'll go ahead and spin up another server. Um, I have another 100,000 users. I'll spin up another server. What is the server in this case? I spin up another rollup using Polygon CDK, and I connect it to the interop layer. Oh, another 50,000 users zapping? I'll launch up another CDK uh, rollup, connect it to the interop layer, and just have that as my backend, and the front end is still the same website. And I think at the end of the day, there's two debates that will be happening. And the two debates that will be happening is, could you scale as a one single shard solution? And that's kind of like Solana, which its experience is really good, and and it's, it's pretty fantastic. It's just an awesome approach that the Solana team has taken. Or can you scale with a multiple shard mechanism? And people say, I don't know if you can scale with a multiple shard mechanism. 
And I would say, yes, you cannot scale with the multiple shard uh, mechanism if you don't have ZK. But if you do have ZK, you can scale as a multiple shard uh, mechanism. And the akin to this is like Amazon. You have multiple servers that can support one single website. And as you get more demand, all you got to do is spin up another server. Or in this case, just spin up another CDK chain. I don't think most people realize like there's not that many people active on like on chain as you as you might think. And so when, you know, Coinbase starts pushing users to their base chain or OKX starts pushing users to their OKX chain, it's actually going to be a, a pretty meaningful impact. And so let, let's say that chain gets overwhelmed like pretty quick because, you know, it's like, oh, man, like that's a lot of users for a chain. You know, X1 could just spin up a, another server, boom, uh, spin up another chain, essentially. And it's like, it's, it's as if it's the same chain because that's how ZK works. That's how Polygon's, um, you know, ecosystem it's building works. It's like, they don't know that they're on two different chains um, because it feels like it's the same chain. That's exactly it, Jesse. Wow, you need to become a core contributor to Polygon. Let me know afterwards <laughs> if you'd like to. I'll be setting you up well. But just to repeat what you mentioned, let's say OKX exists, right? OKX has its chain and it has like millions of users per month hitting its exchange. And now it's onboarding all of them to that chain. Now, for some reason, if that ZK chain, that one ZK chain isn't able to handle it as well, well, they're able to spin up a second one. But you're going to say, well, if they said spin up a second chain, wouldn't that mess up the experience for the user? And I'm saying no. And you're like, why? And you're like, well, if they spin up another chain and connect to the same shared bridge, at the back end, the data is being shared relatively easy and the liquidity is being shared without it being fractured. At the front end, you just need to plug in those two rollups to the front end and the user won't even notice. The user won't even notice that OKX's actual ecosystem are three CDK chains. They're starting with one. It could be three. It could be five. But to a user, they just realize it's just OKX's ecosystem. And that's all possible. That experience is all possible because of ZK. And as OKX expands their operation on chain, starting with one rollup, I'm telling you right now, most likely OKX will think about scaling up with other rollups. Why? Because if the demand's so high, they're able to spin up these other rollups without any impact on the user experience because they're still sharing the same bridge, they're still sharing the same liquidity, and the experience of composing is relatively seamless. It doesn't take days, it doesn't take hours, in the future it will not take minutes, it will take seconds. So how fast and cheap can like these new chains be? So like OKX is X1, like how theoretically, is there any limitations that Polygon's like, or ZK is, is causing that makes it like maybe a little bit slower or maybe more expensive or like say they wanted to optimize for one of those things super fast or super cheap, how fast theoretically and how cheap theoretically could a chain uh, get? Yeah, this is a really good question. And I said I would try to do this in the past question. I'll do it for sure here, which is I'll express one at a high-level overview and then one that's a little bit deeper. Is that okay, Jesse? Okay. Yeah. Cool. At a high-level overview, the good thing about Polygon CDK, once again, that's the kit to launch your own modular rollups, is that you can build your own flavor of rollups. So what do you mean by flavor of rollups? Well, you can build a rollup that's so much more secure. You could build a rollup that is something that is only Solana focused, that is only supporting Solana applications. You can launch a rollup that's super cheap and super fast, but maybe a little bit less secure. So what the kit allows you to do is build your own given rollup based off of what your user and what your application and what your need is, yeah? Um, and that means generally a rollup that you launch, uh, sending a proof to Ethereum it's kind of expensive. It's like 30 bucks. With our solution, when you generate a proof and you submit it to Ethereum, we kind of aggregate those proofs and submit it for you. And in theory, that will then decrease the costs a lot. This is sub-dollar if, if, if need be. But now, some chains just like really need an experience that's like a couple of cents. Like if you think of current systems, when you swipe your card, you already get 2 to 3% taxed. So that's like 2 to 3% tax on every transaction. For us, we could get it down to a couple of cents per transaction. Or a, a rollup can optimize themselves so much by making a very efficient execution layer, a super efficient data availability side, something that submits proofs not every 30 minutes, but maybe every 30 hours, maybe every day. 
And that will dramatically decrease the cost to even less than a cent. So the best answer to this is that you're able to build your own flavor of rollup based off of what you need and what type of business model you want to have. One of the rollups that are launching in our ecosystem actually wants their fees to be five to 10 cents. And I was like, bro, you could get this to sub cent. And he's like, no, my users don't care. Like the application I have, users are willing to spend something that's a little bit more and we can make margin off that. So we're happy. I'm talking to another team that wants the fees to be like two to three dollars uh, because they have like a really premium solution. And more importantly, they don't want to interact with other chains. So that's fine. Some person wants to work with us and want Solana level fees, which is like one hundredth, one tenth, one thousandth, one millionth of a, of a price. And you can make those optimizations once the interop layer is ready by just optimizing the rollup in a different way. And that will be possible. So to answer your, your, your point, you can create different flavors of rollups based off of what you want effectively. And I could go deeper on how that works, but I kind of started higher up that flavors can be built based off of different business models and users you want. And if you go deeper, the flavors you can change are like how, what type of execution environment you want, how, what type of data availability service you want, which is you can take your computation off chain. It could be how often you want to submit a proof. So if you submit a proof less often, technically you are paying less fees in aggregate for your users. Uh, so you can really optimize however you would like to optimize your solution for your end users. And one of them in the form of uh, decreasing or increasing fees as a result. What about speed? So so we can get it really cheap. We can get it as cheap as Solana is right now. Um, but what about speed? Can you get it pretty fast as well? Because you oh, and, and the reason I'm asking that is because earlier you're saying, you know, 15 seconds uh, to maybe use a cross chain app is, is everything 15 seconds. Like if I want to do a swap on and I'm just staying on X1, is that going to be 15 seconds or, um, you know, can I get quicker is, is what I mean. That's an excellent question. So I want to say that it can get 15 seconds and it can be like the cost of Solana once all of our products are fully productized. Right now we have Polygon CDK that exists in place. Once we fully productize the interop layer and people connect to it, that is possible, and that is only possible because of ZK. So we can get to that point because ZK is a great way of scaling and interoperating, interoperating applications. So we, we can get to that point. And cost-wise, we can scale the cost effectively. For speed, you can also uh, change the speed effectively. Now, let's bring up an example for speed. Let's say you're a roll-up, and you really, 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 really care about decentralization, right? So you want to make sure that you have as many validators as possible talking to one another. Well, as you increase validators, in theory, you kind of decrease the speed at, at a transaction being finalized across those validators, right? Um, but let's say you're a game, you just want something high throughput, and you're the one managing that game, and you're like, bro, I don't need like 100,000 other people managing my network. I just need like three people or, or five different validators that are trustworthy that are managing it. You could get the speed under seconds, under like, like milliseconds of transactions if necessary, if your setup is effective and right based off of your user experience. So you can adjust the speed and the cost with the flavor of the CDK you want. And this could be just if you're interacting with one chain, could be less than a second for a transaction to go through. And that's 100% possible. But if you're like, hmm, I want to build a rollup that connects to this interop solution that connects to another rollup, and I really care about those transactions. Well, doing cross-chain transactions might cost, might, uh, might take 10 to 15 seconds. But for you to manage your own rollup, right, your own rollup may only take a second. It's the way you set up your rollup. So there'll be different variations of time and speed and different variations of cost based however you want to set up your solution. And that customizability is possible with the CDK. So the answer is yes, but it's based on how you design your flavor. Like in Web2, it depends how you set up your stack, whether that's using this DB and this, uh, this type of like front-end solution and this DB and this type of querying solution. It's the same thing in Web3. It's how you set up the flavor of your rollup, which then determines the cost and speed, which the speed could be less than a second and the cost could be less than a cent if you set things up right. Does that make sense? You're basically saying that like any of these uh, L2 or um, any of these rollups 
are going to be extremely customizable. And so it just really depends on how you build it. You can build it to be really cheap. You can build it to be really expensive. You can build it to be slow. You can build it to be fast. But there isn't like an inherent limitation that like Polygon is uh, putting on these things based on the technology. Like there's nothing um, to stop a chain from being at, do you say 10,000 TPS or 100,000? What, what do you say TPS wise? It could go up to 10,000. It could even go past that TPS by just setting up other rollups. But a single CDK chain probably can hit 10,000 plus when things are fully ready. With a DA solution in there, you can even get higher. In reality, the point being is, is that if you use the CDK to launch a given rollup and you have multiple rollups that represent your given application, you can scale past 10,000 TPS, past 30,000 TPS when, 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 you're, when you're using a ZK proof solution. Because like in regular tech, you just set up different servers to be able to support load. Very similar in our solution, you just set up different rollups to manage load. Uh, so instead of thinking that an, a chain or a project needs to simply be a one-chain model, think a project can be a multi-chain model. And that multi-chain model can still interoperate with one another. And they can interoperate with one another because they're using a ZK solution. And we're providing that ZK solution in the form of Polygon CDK. I mean, for me, I keep, I, I'm hearing this and I'm thinking, why isn't everyone taking the scaling approach? If this is so amazing, because all I'm hearing, like everything you're describing, I'm like, this is incredible. This is, this solves so many problems in the crypto space. Why, why isn't everyone going this direction? Because <laughs> it makes so much sense. I think there's many different solutions and things that developers want to interact with, plus the knowledge they have, right? Um, ZK solutions, while the ZK, I think, I think arguably, from the Ethereum community is the best scaling solution. Like, I think nobody would disagree like ZK isn't the best scaling solution. I think what people disagree on is how long will it take to get there? And a lot of people said, oh, I think it'll take a little bit longer. So we'll start with an optimistic solution or we'll just start with a solution that doesn't have the security proofs. And Polygon said, ah, nah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do none of that. What we're gonna do is we're going to bring these ZK teams in and we're going to start productizing them. And we've only productized two of our things to get to this end game, this end game, which is a decentralized Amazon Web3 solution, right? And one of them is Polygon CDK. And the second one that we need to productize and ship is this thing called the interop layer, which is coming next quarter. So the reason why a lot of people aren't really, I think, aware of this form of scaling is because we haven't really entered that time period. And we're entering this time period in 2024. Do you envision like a lot of like apps having their own chain? <laughs> like at, at that point, that would make sense. It's only 15 seconds to go between it and it's seamless. Would you envision like, you know, uh, certain apps being like, hey, we're, we're just gonna have our own chain because that makes sense to us. Yeah, there's like different, like we can talk about different versions. Like if I'm a game, like I can, I, I want my own environment. I still want my own environment that's fast. And if I use Ethereum, it's slow. If I use Solana, it's okay, but I still have the risk of, of things in Solana shutting down or things... Uh, having the contamination risk of other solutions that exist in Solana. I just want my own solution that I can benefit my own community members by taking its fees. In Solana, it's still like you still, all governance is managed by the Solana DAO. You as a game still can't really experience that governance, right? You're not fully sovereign. Some of these games just want to be fully sovereign, have a really fast solution and uh, build with that given role. So they'll go with it. Games are looking to go with it as a result. Games want, like if you look at the gaming ecosystem, I would say 70 to 80% of all games in Web3 that have been funded are using Polygon CDK. I'll say that again. Um, 70 to 80% of all games that are funded are using Polygon CDK. And that's in combination of both the IMX ecosystem, which is using Polygon CDK uh, to build up further solutions and other games in the Polygon ecosystem. So that's an example just games wanting to use the ZK rollup for their solution. Banks, banks care about interacting with other banks, but they don't want to care about interacting with the compound DJ, DJ pool, nor interact with these games. And they just want to manage their own solution. So they really love this rollup ZK solution because then they can manage their own solution. It could be private. They're able to maintain sovereignty. They're able to customize their solution and it's fast and it's cheap comparable to today's markets. Um, some DeFi solutions, well, I want to maybe use a chain or solution that governance is managed by someone else. 
okay, go to Cosmos, go to this, go to Solana or something of that sort, right? Um, or a DeFi solution is like, well, I want my own customizable rule-up that I still want to interact with other solutions in that given ecosystem. So you see DeFi solutions being able to choose different, like, different instantiations on what they want. Maybe something that's more uh, integrated, like that of Solana. Maybe something that's a little bit more sovereign but fractured, like Cosmos. Or something that's really unified and sovereign like that of Polygon. So we're already seeing applications and developers wanting to build it. And the cool part is a lot of them are coming out in 2024. Like 2024 is going to be a really, 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 really big time period for not just Polygon, not just Ethereum, but all these different solutions like Arbitrum, CK Sync, Optimism. And the reason is a lot of the developers that wanted to build stuff up, build stuff are building stuff and they come to market as a result in 2024. Uh, so 2024 is going to be really interesting. And there's a lot of teams already adapting these solutions effectively and effectively well. I So you, you've talked a lot about Polygon ZDK and you've gone into it a little bit, but I kind of want to focus in on it because I think it's so cool. So you mentioned, you know, you have different stacks. So you have like um, an, your own version, almost like a your own version of the OP stack, your own version of uh, like the move language stack. And can you kind of explain like what is the CDK and, and those different stacks and like flavors of, um, yeah, can, can you just go into that more so people can understand it? hundred percent. So to, to start off, remember, Polygon is ZK. Okay, Polygon is ZK. In Polygon, we believe that scaling Ethereum and scaling these solutions should be using ZK. And one of the way we productize it so people can launch their own L2s or rollups is via this product called Polygon CDK. CDK is called Chain Development Kit. So the Chain Development Kit consists of modular ZK components that allows you to build any given stack or rollup that you would like. So right now in the Polygon ecosystem, there will exist two to three different types of stacks. The first stack that exists in the Polygon ecosystem is this thing called Polygon ZKVM built by the Hermes team. They built their own stack that has their own client, their own prover, their own sequencer, their own DA. And that's a stack that anybody, anybody can pick up and launch something effectively. Similarly, we have this thing called the Maiden VM, which is another type of VM and another type of prover in another stack. We'll also in the future have a move solution uh, or a Solana solution where anybody can launch a Solana rollup on top of Ethereum. So view this kit as in, with this kit, you can launch any given flavor of rollup. And in this kit, we already have a set of five or six standard stacks that you can choose from, whether that be someone something that is like super fast, that's a ZK solution, whether that's something that is using a Rust VM with a ZK solution, whether that's something using a Move VM with a ZK solution, and X, Y, and Z. The kit allows you to launch these stacks and then create different flavors of stacks accordingly. Just use it like a Lego kit. You can use this Lego kit, you can build any given rollup, and we give you six instruction sets saying, here are six standard sets, Here's feel free to launch these, in the meantime, feel free to match, mix and match these different Legos to build your own given rollup. So it's, it's basically like a standardized, easy way to build specific types of chains. So if I'm like, you know, I, I want to build this uh, uh, SVM on, you know, in the Polygon ecosystem, you have the Solana stack, you know, uh, <clears throat> somebody builds an L or one of their rollups with that. And then all these Solana apps can also build on that rollup. Would that be correct? That will be correct. That is correct. And that's where we'll be getting to at as an end state. Right now, with the Polygon CDK, we have some components, and you can launch a ZK EVM, like, a, like an EVM rollup, that is one that's faster, and then one that's uh, a bit cheaper. But in the future, within a year to year and a half, you'll be able to launch these different flavors, whether it's different VMs, whether it be Solana VM, Move VM, um, Rust VM. Uh, to something with different DAs, whether it be Celestia, Eigenlayer, uh, all these different things. The point that I'm trying to make is that this kit has these modular components, and you're able to launch these different flavor of rollups to what you need. And that's how it'll expand. And we're building a really cool developer community around this kit where people are integrating other stacks and other components into it. So in the future, maybe if somebody really likes, let's say, the OP stack implementation, Maybe a developer says, oh, I really like this OP stack component. I'll add it to the Polygon kit. So then people can launch different flavors of OP stack in our, in our solution. The intention is, at the end of the day, 
is the kit allows you to launch these rollups and they're modular components. So you can launch any given rollup in flavor based off of how people contribute to that kit. Got it. So it, the idea is that it, this just makes it really easy for people, for developers to come build within the ecosystem and build what they want without having to start from scratch every single time. Correct. And the rollups that are launching with that are different flavors will always generate ZK proofs. And the reason why we care about ZK is that it allows for interoperability, allows for proper security, and allows for uh, like infinite, in this case, really great uh, scalability. So uh, you can use the kit to launch any given rollup, and they're all ZK powered. And that's like so, super important. So currently, how, how many chains are, are looking at launching on Polygon within this new ecosystem? Yeah, um, I would say right now we have, um, from the last time I looked, it was probably like 14 to 15 that I know of that are trying to enter testnet um, effectively. Uh, so the BD team is really pushing things out effectively, um, and they're onboarding a bunch of games. But there are like 14 to 15 that I know that really want to push to testnet. There are much, much more. And the reason why there is much, much more is, for instance, the IMX community, which is like a gaming hub within the Polygon ecosystem, is using components of the CDK to sell to other games, where a bunch of games are using that solution as well. So at least the ones that I manage, I know of like 13 to 15 that are are really pushing forward. In reality, there's probably a lot, lot more um, that I need to go ahead and check out from the gaming side, from the DeFi side, from even the institutional side. Um, I just know clearly of like 13 to 15 clients and customers that are looking to go to Testnet and launch something that's really cool by Q2 of 2024. Okay, so Polygon is getting a new token, the Pull token, and that's gonna be replacing the Matic token. Can you explain the differences between these tokens and just kind of like how that works? It's an excellent question. So people know Matic uh, because in the previous, I would say, cycle of 2018 to 2021, people really interacted with Matic on one single chain. And Matic was built as a token to help manage governance of one single chain. But now Polygon is a multi-chain ecosystem. And with a multi-chain ecosystem, you need a new given type of token economic and token uh, type of utility to manage all these different uh, different chains. So Matic is switching to Pole, where Pole will be powering the whole Polygon ecosystem of all these given chains, while Matic was just powering that one chain called POS. Now, when Pole is fully in the market, like for instance, once it's the contract is live, when it exists on all these exchanges, Matic and Pole will be able to be exchanged one to one. So they're, they're able to exchange one-to-one, -one, but the functionality of polls have increased. An example being is with poll, you can take poll, uh, like our like the, the poll, poll can go ahead and validate multiple different chains. It doesn't just validate one chain. Matic just validated one chain. If you want to validate multiple chains, then you use poll. Matic doesn't allow you to do that. Poll allows you to do that. Um, and that implementation and that feature will be ready probably within 2024. The point being is Matic was a single chain model. Pole is a multi-chain model. If you're doing anything with Matic now, it's one-to-one -one interchangeable with Pole when it's ready and in the market. Okay, so so Matic is becoming Pole token. Um, and and while Matic currently is only used in the, the POS chain, uh, Pole is used for this entire new ecosystem. So it's I, I think I remember like it's going to be used for like, the, the prover layer, it's going to be used for um, the aggregator layer, the, the interop layer. It's like it has different roles within those different Just layers. Um, Pole will be able to be used for the CDK chains and the in the interop layer. Just once there's multiple CDK chains live and it needs to connect to the interop layer, you'll be able to use Pole to be able to secure multiple of these chains. Right now, the one that's live is that of POS and soon to be ZKVM. And once... The Polygon ZKVM chain, which is the DeFi chain, and POS both exists. A lot of more people will understand the value of Pole because now there's multiple chains in our ecosystem. Um, and when there's multiple chains in your ecosystem, in order to interact with those chains and maybe do some governance with those chains and also be able to validate those chains, the Pole token will allow you to do that. Um, and Matic will be able to be swapped right over to Pole one for one. Okay, so it's it's almost like the one one ring to rule them all, like. <laughs> Like the, the pull token is like uh, infinitely more like useful in the sense that like you literally could scale, I don't know, uh, uh, millions and millions of different chains on this new Polygon setup. 
And so that, that pull token is now useful to those millions and millions of chains where you know the current Matic token is literally only useful to one chain. And so the utility of, of this token is like <laughs> th through the roof comparatively. Yeah, massive, massive, yeah, it's massive. So, so the current Polygon POS chain, which is like, if people aren't familiar with that, that's the chain that if, if you've ever used Polygon, that's probably what you've, you've used. That's the POS chain. Um, that is changing. That's not gonna be a, a, a side chain anymore. That's gonna be a Validium chain. Um, can you kind of explain what that means? Yeah. So once again, the, what people think of Polygon is that one chain model, which is just the POS. But the future of Polygon is ZK. Polygon is ZK. Polygon is ZK, baby. Polygon is ZK. And what that means <laughs> is our existing chain also needs to be a ZK chain. So what we're doing is we're now converting it from a simple POS side chain or the side chain implementation. And it will be added on top of Ethereum using Polygon CDK and it'll become a Polygon CDK chain, and it'll be submitting proofs directly to Ethereum. Um, proofs, actually proofs. So POS initially sent these checkpoints, and they were using a technology called Plasma, which was available at its time. But once Polygon realized the best scaling solution isn't Plasma, it's ZK, we then modulized the ZK solution, created it into Polygon CDK, and we're gonna use a component in CDK to convert the POS into a ZK rollup that submits proofs directly to Ethereum and will be one of many chains in the Polygon ecosystem. What projects are you currently interested in right now uh, that are kind of leaning into these new shifts, like unified liquidity? Like there's, uh, there's gotta be all kinds of new capabilities that are enabled through like what you guys are building. Are there any projects that you're, you're seeing kind of like pop up in the ecosystem that you're like pretty excited about um, that, that maybe uh, lean a little bit more into this interop? Yeah, that's a good question. Are there any projects within the Polygon ecosystem, primarily maybe around infrastructure, that is contributing to Polygon CDK or Interop that I'm excited about? And I think there are a lot. I think from the Polygon CDK side, remember, it's a kit to launch your own modular set of uh, like modular rollups that has like different flavors of rollups. And in order to have different flavor, flavor of rollups, you need teams to provide those flavors, right? You need teams that are able to provide a flavor of different consensuses. Like there's a team that's providing avalanches consensus directly to the sequencer of a rollup. There's a team that's bringing a movie M directly so that someone can launch a Z send a ZK proof with a movie M. There's a team that allows for proper indexing across the different interop layer, across these different chains. So it's really easy to get data from these different chains if you're connected to the interop layer. So I think what's happening on the infrastructure side is really providing these different flavors of components within the kit. So it's really easy for developers to launch these rollups. There's, there's teams like Fluent, there's teams like NodeKit, there's things like Movement Labs, there's things like Super Oracle. Um, those are just few that I'm mentioning. There's also teams launching chains. Like OKX is directly contributing all their advancements that they're making at the VM level directly back to the to the CDK. So you'll soon have an EVM parallelization component within the CDK that you can launch with a given rollup. Similar at the interop layer, we're beginning to see teams form around the interop layer, like people teams formed around IBC. There's teams contributing the Cosmos ecosystem around benefiting IBC, and there's teams doing that right now. Um, and as the interop layer gets productized and shipped out, I just there'll probably be a lot more contributors that will join as a result. Okay, maybe um, not investment advice or anything, but like, is there anything that has a token? Uh, I'm looking for some alpha right now. <laughs> is there anything that has a token that you're pretty excited about right now in the Polygon ecosystem? Because I'm a, you got me a believer, man. I'm like, Polygon, the future, this is gonna be amazing. I'm, I'm looking for the, <laughs> the the alpha right now. What are you really excited about? Is there anything that has a token that you're really excited about? You're like, you should keep an eye on this because uh, it's pretty cool. I would say keep an eye in Q1 of 2024 on dApps, like Polygon has been supporting a bunch of dApps, whether this be DeFi, whether this be gaming, whether this be like X, Y, and Z. And a lot of those apps are coming to market. Um, like a lot of them are coming out in Q1 and Q2. So on the chain side, a lot of those will probably come out Q2, Q3. But if you want quick alpha, I would just recommend just staying up to date on the Polygon Labs Twitter page, and then more importantly, just join our Telegram and Discord. There are a bunch of apps, like a bunch of games, a bunch of DeFi apps 
that are launching effectively in Q1. And what that means is a lot of these apps and games that have been funded by really good venture funds and really good and had really good teams that have been building for a year or two years are now coming to market to decentralize themselves. And that's coming in Q1. So okay. instead of on the infrastructure side, I think it's actually on the application side that's really cool. Yeah, man, that's that's what I'm looking at. Because if for me, I'm like, okay, if I if I think this is all going to work out in Polygon's favor, I see like massive benefits to like, hey, if you can bridge 15 seconds between chains, like, why wouldn't everyone want? Why would I ever want to build like my own separate L2? Why would I ever want to build my own separate L1 when I can plug into this massive ecosystem that already has a bunch of users, bunch of liquidity, etc.? Like that makes just way more sense to me. And so. For me, I'm looking at it. I'm like, yeah, I, I think that the apps, like you're saying, they're, those are going to benefit the most. And these things that work to kind of like take advantage of these uh, new kind of paradigm shifts are going to be, um, you know, benefiting the most. So I'll, I'll keep an eye on those things, uh, like you mentioned on the on Twitter and on Discord and Telegram. Um, that sounds like a good idea. Um, I was going to ask, when are things like you, you've kind of mentioned it, but I want to get it in one place. When will things like unified liquidity, um, et cetera, go live? You just broadly 2024 is it like can you give me a quarter or yeah view the interrupt layer both for unified liquidity and that really like fast composability time of like 15 to 30 seconds view that's what the interrupt layer enables okay and we will be launching uh like more details about the interrupt layer i would say q1 of 2024 the timeline uh that's actually a different team that's managing it just be aware that it's in q1 something will be coming out most likely and uh, teams then will be able to experience it and engage with it in some format. So Q1, we'll see a lot more inter information around the interrupt layer, along with like a really good roadmap that explains how we get to this end state and how it's possible with technology we have now. It's not like, yo, this might be possible with some random thing in the future if we did with on a light paper of a white. It, it's like, this is the roadmap. This is how we're getting there. Uh, these are the steps and these are the timeline to get there. Okay, maybe maybe more broadly, I guess I'm kind of wondering exactly what you just said. Like, is this like, we're talking like this is going to be here five years down the line or is this going to be here in the next two years? Like, is there maybe any sort of broad window you could say like, yeah, pr probably within the next two years or probably within the next year or like, yeah. yeah. For sure, probably, for sure, for sure, probably in the next like year and a half to two years where the full thing is built out, um, which everything needs to be done in stages due to the fact that you're managing capital as data on chain. So there's rollouts that need to occur with all the teams involved. If we can just roll out anything, it'll, it'll be really, it'll be much faster. But given that there's teams building on it and there's upgrades that need to happen, I'd say probably like two years for the full thing to come out as a result. What about when I can experience as a user switching between chains 15 seconds? Um, I need to look at the roadmap to be frank on when that comes out. Uh, that would be best at like phase three, phase four. So I would say like properly by end of 24, beginning of 25, when that is fully most likely possible. But that's highly dependent upon the teams integrated with it. Um, like it's, it depends on the teams integrated with it and how quickly we can upgrade it based off those teams. Um, it Got isn't it. us okay. having the ability to increase the infra, like we can do it faster. We just want to do it responsibly, if that makes sense. That makes total sense. Um, and I don't know if you can say anything about this, but what about the token switch? Uh, when, when am I going to be able to buy the pull token? <laughs> yeah, I don't have those details, unfortunately. But you can imagine that there will be a push for it, but I just don't have those those details on me. Okay, yeah, no problem, no problem. Um, last question, and this is just one I kind of have been asking everyone lately, just because I'm, I'm always curious what people think. When do you personally, like, outside of polygon etc when would you personally say like you see the bull run happening oh i think it has begun i think we're at the beginning of it um and we're at the beginning of it i think solana had a really good push uh there was a lot of traders coming in to find um low value projects that should be worth much higher but the real bull market like the real hit happens with the etf now when does the etf come out it could be early january it could be later but we have a lot of signals in the market where the bull market is ready to occur. And there's different things that can cause it. One could be an ETF. Another could be something else. But things are primed well, my friend. Like I was talking about how I wanted to bridge some capital from one bridge to another. And I got bombarded with like people saying, I have the same problem. I have the same problem. I have the same problem. And then people saying, do you need help? Do you need help? Do you need help? Do you need help? And then some people like join this telegram, join this telegram. 
Like, bro, I just bridging some capital over, man. So that felt like November 2020. Um, that was like food coin season back in the day. Um, and then many things happened thereafter. It feels like that. It, like, it genuinely feels like that. And that's really bullish. So I would say that we're in the beginning of it. There could be things that cause it. And 2024 will be a good time period, most likely. Think, people are prepared psychologically and built up their infra to support it. Things may push back where it may not happen as soon as 2024, but people have ramped up. This past quarter, people have ramped up. It's very clear. Uh, and there's different things that can cause it. One of the most, the biggest one being most likely the ETF itself. Uh, but people are willing now to push liquidity. Bitcoin is at its highest price. Bitcoin's price will lead to capital being deployed at mid to lower caps. And that allows mid to lower caps to even grow even further. So I think we're at the beginning of it for sure. And its explosion could probably happen Q1. And knowing the roadmaps, the majority of these other ecosystems, everybody is preparing Q1, Q2. So even if an ETF doesn't come out, well, something's going to happen because we're all preparing to do it then. Okay, so you're saying 2024. What about like through 2025? You see it kind of like, because in my mind, I'm like, okay, 2024 is going to be a great year. But 2025, that's when retail shows it. Like 2024 is when we push past the all-time high 2025 is when retail shows up and it just goes like people lose their mind it detaches from reality um you know basically the 2025 2021 uh kind of season is that, is that what you're feeling too or i just know that a month in crypto is like a year in the real world i would say maybe a week <laughs> crypto is like a year in the real world and then what i thought in like september was very different in october which is very different in the beginning of yeah. december very different in jan all I know is 2024 is going to be really good. And what I hope is that 2025 is really good for builders. Um, and there's going to be real excitement because I see a lot of the things that were being built in 2020 is now ready in 2024. And it might make, it may take some time for them to go get maturity by 2025. And they have real use cases. Uh, finally, like, so I'm, I'm very hopeful. Um, but I don't know, man, crypto is, it is one of those industries that, Tomorrow something can change, and the day after it's completely different. I just, I just don't know how to like. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I think you're right. I think yeah. you're right. I, we, we've been playing infrastructure games for so. Everything's been about infrastructure, 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 and crypto. And it kind of feels like with Polygon, it, exactly what you're describing. Once we have something like this, like infrastructure doesn't matter anymore. And we can finally move on to like really important things like apps and things that people will actually use um, and stop playing these weird infrastructure games. And so, yeah, I mean, if, if this is coming out, you know, over the next two years, that gets me really excited because then we're going to be have teams like, hey, we're not trying to build another L1 blockchain. We're actually trying to build an, you know, a Venmo that uh, something, you know, replaces Venmo or like, when are we going to get that Uber? <laughs> Remember in early like 2017, I don't know if you're around back then, but 2017, everyone's talking about like a de decentralized Uber, decentralized Airbnb. Like when are we get when are we getting those things? <laughs> yeah, and, and I know um, teams building it. I know teams are building it. I know some teams that have actually like, maybe 10 to 25,000 users on it at bear on the bear market. So like the, the thing being is you're right. I know that 2024 will be a DAP time period with some infra. The first market right now, things that quote unquote did relatively well was infra, but that was because DAPs weren't ready. DAPs yeah. are ready 2020. DAPs are coming 2024. And crypto and gaming, man, huge. crypto gaming. That's going to be huge. So big that the more I dive into that, I'm like, Wow. And it, it is pretty impressive. Polygon and Immutable, like your guys' partnership, uh, that alone has me like ex excited about Polygon. You can take away everything else, man. And like your guys' is like how you've cornered the market there is like super bullish, in my opinion. Thank you, mate. Yeah, we've done a good job in gaming. And now what all poly like Polygon, well, after we've done a good job in gaming, we just want to build an ecosystem that has all these other components in it. And we do it by just providing the best CK technology possible. And Polygon is... I would say the best CK team that exists out there. Um, and if anyone wants to debate it, I'll put it up to pace and bring everybody in place. But Polygon is, I would say, the best CK team that exists currently that is fully integrated, pushing something forward. And we have different ecosystems we've built out that are really great. And soon when these chains are live, it'll make sense to people. Wow, why is pull needed? Wow, this ecosystem is rich. Wow, Polygon is not just POS. And we're I'm super excited 
for people to experience that in 2024 as we've been preparing a year and a half for that. Okay, so somebody just listened to this podcast that you've converted them. They are all in on Polygon. They want to learn more. They want to stay up to date with the Polygon 2.0 vision. They want to know when this stuff's coming out. Where's the best place to send them? Yeah, I think there are three areas that'd be really great. The first one is our Polygon technology website. That actually will give you a good overview on what Polygon is now. Not what the market says it is, not what your friend says what it is, not even if your grandma, if your grandma's an investor, great, but like not even your grandma says it. Polygon.technology gives you the best up-to-date information. From there as well, you have two different community links. One of them is from Telegram and Discord. You can join and engage in the community relatively well. The second one is our Twitter. If you just join our Twitter, you'll see all these different updates that are happening with Polygon overall. I would recommend you though, to follow a set of few people within the Polygon ecosystem. This isn't from Polygon Labs. These are founders building on the Polygon ecosystem. And what I'll do for you, Jesse, is I'll, I'll give you a list of really great founders. These are from OKX's founders. These are some of these teams building flavors within the CDK. This is everything from Sandeep to Brendan, who are founders of Polygon. Um, this is um, just a bunch of different founders building to grow up the Polygon ecosystem. And you can see different perspectives there. So I'll give you this good list of people to follow to understand how Polygon is just more than this POS chain, what it was in the past. It's a set of a bunch of founders building off this great ZK infrastructure with unique use cases targeting specific customers. And uh, by, by looking at that, you'll get a better understanding of what Polygon ecosystem actually is. As always, none of this is investment advice. Crypto is risky and you should always do your own research as well as I hold Matic, the token that we're talking about today.